0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Enterprise Mobility Insights Outlook podcast. I'm Gina Daniel Lee, Vice President, Strategic Alliances and Partnerships here at Stratix. We've got another hot topic for you today. We're going to tackle some of the biggest challenges facing enterprise customers. Some of those things include changing customer expectations to navigating the new normal of remote work and the growing number of mobile devices being deployed across more and more workflows. Today's discussion is going to be around IT burnout. Over the last couple of years, we've taken a really hard turn to remote work and the need for contactless technology solutions was very difficult. And that's continued with the expansion of mobile devices in the enterprise. IT roles were already one of those that were hard to fill. And it's even harder with today's hot job market. So teams are exhausted, overworked, and quite frankly, need a break. So what can you do about it? I know our guest today is going to have some great suggestions. My good friend, Ross Homans, is back on the podcast with me today. And Ross is Vice President of Operational Programs here at Stratix and one of our go-to guys for thought leadership. Welcome back to the podcast, Ross. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me, Gina. I appreciate it.
0: Hey, so just for a refresher, for folks that may not know you, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at Stratix?
1: Sure. Um, I'm Ross Homans, Vice President of Operational Programs. Um, I've been with the company, I'm in my 26th year. Um, most of that was on the operations management side of the house. And about five years ago, um, took a role uh, w- working with our, our our sales team to properly uh, solution um, opportunities for our customers to make sure we're delivering the right services at the right time, as well as making sure that what it is uh, we, we are positioning is operationally scalable for our partners um, who, are, who are touching the devices and taking the calls every day.
0: I love you in that role, because I think you're just the perfect fit to kind of bridge that gap between the two. Um, let's jump into some questions. So finding good folks to fill IT positions is not a new problem, right? And, and these teams are often stretched really thin. Why is the expansion of mobile devices adding to that fatigue?
1: From my perspective, I'm seeing a considerable expansion in mobile use cases um, in the last two or three years. Um, Everything from buy online, pick up in store to curbside, these are all different initiatives that require require different planning, deployment, and and lifecycle solutions to make sure they work effectively. the misnomer that adding more more mobile devices is just more mobile equipment, it it is a falsity. Each one of these use cases needs to be treated independently. So that's just a further tax on on an IT staff. An example that that we saw pretty clear in the pandemic is when um, our education customers Mm -hmm. very quickly went one-to-one with Chromebooks, and the IT staffs that were supporting the schools and the students all of a sudden were overwhelmed with support requests, break-fix requests, and needs to quickly deploy uh, Chromebooks to students um, in the tens of thousands.
0: We definitely saw some IT burnout during that, that time for sure. And what do you think are the negative impacts that IT burnout has on the business overall?
1: Well, first and foremost, uh, from an IT perspective, we see the, the risk of attrition. Uh, when people are burnt out, they're gonna go, wanna go find opportunities and the grass may be always greener uh, with another company. Um, but what it does to the business, I think, is maybe more impactful that if if the IT personnel are stuck doing the plumbing every day or fighting fires or waiting for that that alarm to come in, they they can't be focused on the proactive measures that are going to transform the business through technology.
0: That's right. How do you think leadership can help with this?
1: Well, I think leadership can help from a, a mental health, and self-care perspective to make sure that they're reinforcing a work-life balance for their resources. Um, you know, providing career paths for your folks um, is important as well, so they've got an ability to grow within the organization. And finally, you know, uh, taking off the mundane tasks that that will allow the IT personnel to focus on proactive and and fun things uh, that are solving problems through technology and that you know those taking away those mundane tasks may involve things like automation.
0: So you mentioned automation, mm-hmm. what do you what what do you mean by automate? What could be automated?
1: Well, what, what popped into my head was um, EMM or mobile device management platforms um, like SODI and VMware and JAMF and Intune um, that can automatically update mobile devices in the field or make sure that the latest and greatest application is, is deployed successfully um, and not interrupting uh, someone's day to day job out in the field. Um, and so, you know having those those tools uh, allow you to also secure the devices out in the field.
0: Can any of those be outsourced? Uh,
1: yes, yes and yes. Um you know, we, we've we've uh, we've we've seen everything from the procurement and deployment and configuration of technology through the day two break fix uh, through um, outsourcing uh, twenty four by seven help desk support as well as even um, outsourcing the administration of that mobile device management platform. Um, oftentimes, what we've seen with our customers is that the mobile device administration is a very single-threaded uh, operation within an organization. Um, and so there's risk there, right? That if that mm-hmm. if that person, um, uh, leaves for another opportunity, the processes may not be documented. Um, and so, you know, outsourcing something as as mission critical as mobile device management administration um, is, is something that we've seen uh, ha- have a lot of success.
0: So what are your thoughts on the when, like when you should decide to outsource?
1: I, I think it has to do with with really taking a look at it what you're good at, um, you know, and and determining do you, you want to build a mobile device lifecycle platform? Or, or do you want to buy it and kind of what that return on investment may be with, with with building it or leveraging it that leveraging the infrastructure, leveraging the scale, leveraging the systems that are already in place with with folks that handle mobile, man, mobile managed services on a day to day basis.
0: But I it teams are often leery of outsourcing, right? Because they believe it's sure. going to take away their internal jobs. Tell us why you think that's wrong.
1: Uh, well, I, I think it's wrong because it's going to, as we talked about, focusing on the the fun stuff, the transformational stuff. We we can we can unburden these resources uh, from what it is that that's limiting them uh, through these operational day to day type tasks. And have them focus on the 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 things that are going to really move the needle in terms of uh, the bottom line
0: so as we're wrapping up let's talk about best practices for a minute what are some best practices for picking a mobile managed services provider
1: i think you look at the completeness of portfolio you understand what it is you need um, and and try to find a, a partner um, that you can leverage that, that has those, those services and, and, a, and a referenceable customer base, um, that has the visibility tools. You know, um, I, I, we've seen, uh, customers, one of our major airline customers who was concerned about outsourcing because they, they were afraid they were going to lose visibility into what was going on with their mobile estate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, about three months later, uh, Got a call, and um, that same person said, "I never had visibility like this before, um, in terms of a a visibility portal or automated reporting that's coming out." So, um, you know, looking at what's important, and then making sure that you're going to find a partner that provides that visibility that you need. I think culture fit. Culture fit's another one, Gina. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Making sure that. as you understand your end user experience, you want to find a partner that matches up very well to um, delivering that end user experience.
0: I completely agree with you. The culture is a is a culture fit is a huge um, plus as well and something that should be considered. So, if you'll remember from the last time you and I were together on the podcast, we like to end with some rapid fire questions, and I've got some good ones for you today. Are you ready?
1: Well, can, will you like bleep out expletives or? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Okay, it depends yeah. on how entertaining they are.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's Great. start with Here the first go. one. Yep.
0: What's your favorite season of the year and why?
1: Spring is my favorite season. Um, I, you know, I'm not a winter person, and coming out of uh, coming out of winter, spring is really important to me. Uh, seeing green grass, uh, getting warmer, uh, seeing the flowers bloom. Uh, it's that's my favorite.
0: I would agree with you. Um, so this next question is what's your favorite exercise? And knowing that you're an avid golfer, I'm gonna refra- have you refrain from saying golf. You gotta pick something else.
1: Well, you'd be wrong, Gina. We've worked together a long time and that would have been <laughs> a good answer, but that is not my favorite form of exercise anymore. Now it's pickleball. I'm I'm a pickleball nut.
0: Love Um, it.
1: Yeah. Playing four times a week. Um, just excellent exercise and community.
0: That's great. I love that. I have yet to play pickleball, but it is on my list for sure.
1: All right. Well, we'll get something set up.
0: All right. Where would you travel in time if it was possible?
1: Oh gosh. Like in the DeLorean? Yes. Okay. You know, oh gosh. Um, I'm, I'm watching a series called The Serpent Queen, which is about Catherine de Medici um, in the 1500s in France. So it just looks beautiful the way they, they, they've set up the uh, scenery. So I, I think today I would, I would want to go back and see how the French royalty really lived.
0: I love it. That would be fun. Let me know if you get there, okay?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. If I get the DeLorean, I'll let you know.
0: There you go. Ross, it's always great to have you. Thank you for joining me again today and sharing some of your wisdom with our listeners.
1: Thanks for having me, Gina. Anytime.
0: And listeners, if you like what you heard and would like more information or would like to sign up for future episodes, please visit us at stratexcorpcom slash podcast to subscribe. We'd also love it if you would rate and leave a review for any podcast that you've listened to or suggest any future topics you would like us to explore. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Goodbye.